Let's see if this works, shall we? Hopefully you can hear me clearly. The way I have this situated is I can't see a screen this way. Like, you know, most of these people that I see on TikTok, are, uh, they're drifting right at the camera. But in an effort to make the experience more pleasant for you, the viewers, what I've done is used the front side of the camera on my phone, because as we all know, but we all don't know, that the resolution on that camera is way better than the front camera. So hopefully this is clearer on your end. The flip side of that is I don't get to see this plethora of comments that come flowing in my direction. Not like I would want to see that anyway, because Lord knows the comments aren't the nicest things I've ever seen. But then again, that is when it comes to your standard TikTok live video. As we all know, just a group of teenage girls standing in their bedroom in Newcastle somewhere. That's the standard practice for a TikTok video followed by hundreds of comments from gargoyle guys thinking that they somehow, what, are going to entice these girls who are doing an impromptu live TikTok video to then DM them and, what, message them and eventually hang out sometimes. Some kid who is in Southern California is watching these two girls in Newcastle in their bedroom, 15 years old, and he thinks he's going to crack the code. Highly unlikely if you ask me, but I do have a well, first of all, I should probably say who I am and what this is. My name is Andy Francis, and this is a live taping of the You're Still Here podcast. You probably don't know what the You're Still Here podcast is, but this is what it is. This is it right here. And this episode of the You're Still Here podcast is proudly brought to you by Trojan Magnum Condoms. Not the other condom, only the Magnum Condoms. That's what this episode is brought to you by. Uh, I have a good story, not not really a story, this is not a true story, but this is always uh, a way I had to talk to somebody, or a theoretical way I had to talk to somebody who worked at a convenience store. So if you're one of these nerdy teenagers that are probably on TikTok who can't spell, have awful punctuation, and don't know much in life, here's a trick that you can do uh, to, to get a relatively attractive girl who works behind the counter at a grocery store store somewhere to maybe think about you in a, uh, different light. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Am I allowed to say, all right, I'm going to roll the dice here. Allowed to look at you in that sexual light. Am I still on? You know, what's great. I don't even know if I'm, I don't even know if I'm rolling. So if you want to know who really, but you know how they say like, oh, dance, like nobody's watching. I really am. There could be zero viewers right now. And this is what you get. You get actual energy, not like the rest of these TikTok lives that I see. I saw some girl just mulling around her bedroom. That was the live. She was just walking around her bedroom, fixing things on her shelf. 121 viewers watching her fix things on her shelf. And then this girl drifts back to the camera and goes, Ugh. Like, why can't you guys be funny? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was the job of the commenters on a live to provide the entertainment. I thought maybe it was you as you're mulling around your, your bedroom. Anyway, well, oh, yes, I have to tell you about the Trojan Magnums, if you're still here. That's the name of the podcast. So here's what you do. This is always a, a <laughs> an interesting way. So what you need to do is go to a convenience store. And this is going to require a couple of trips. See, I, you know what? Let me slow things down for a second. On the You're Still Here podcast, hosted by me, Andy Francis. And now I'm not going to give you that whole, you know, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, like bagel, you know, like bagels, <laughs> like bagels, 
donuts, bagels, muffins, like they say when you are checking out at Dunkin' Donuts. And if you're not from the Northeast, you go to a place called Dunkin' Donuts. And at the end of your trip, when you get your coffee, they go donuts, bagels, muffins. They just throw it in there, hoping to entice you to buy some donuts, bagels, or muffins. Uh, that's what most people on social, oh, like, comment, subscribe, follow. No, here, if you enjoy this, you can do any of those things. If not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. So here on the You're Still Here podcast, I give the scam of the week, which is followed by music that you're not going to hear right now because this is live filming. But I go, it's time for the scam of the week. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam. And then, you know, like this guitar comes in like, and then the scam. But I have a new scam every week. So the scam of this week is going to... I, I, I'm coming up with this on the fly, so I don't actually have a name. I guess this is just called the Magnum Scam. Here's how you get a girl. Now, she has to be working at some sort of place that sells condoms. Here's how you get the girl behind the counter at any store that sells condoms to be into you. Now, like I started to say before I introduced this scam, you have to go to this establishment on the semi-regular. You can't go once because then it's going to seem weird. You have to get a few groceries from this place every single time. One of those groceries must be Magnum condoms. So you got to get you got to get Egos, a Big League Chew, Gogurt. Do they still make that? What is coming to my head? Uh, you know, you get some Nut Rages, get some uh, Tostitos, get some uh, Lysol wipes now that they're back in stock, and then sneak in some Magnum condoms. I call this the decoy grocery list. You need a decoy grocery list to fortify the Magnum condoms, because or else you're just going to be a guy buying Magnum condoms, and then that's weird. So what is this guy, a gigolo? No, we needed them to think, oh, just standard guy buying groceries. And what do you know? He needs condoms. And what do you know? They're the Magnums. So... Here's what you do. You go five times. Every single time, you get your same groceries and you get your Magnum condoms. You know, then the fifth time, no Magnum condoms. Same grocery items. And then this girl's going to be thinking, you know, maybe this guy's available. And now you have your natural... This girl now... <laughs> the whole premise here is to have this relatively attractive girl that you're into behind the counter of a place that theoretically sells Magnum condoms, believe that you need those. And, you know, girls, believe it or not, if they have the choice to choose guy, unknown guy who buys regular condoms or unknown guy who buys Trojans, which way do you think they're headed? All right, now... Here's where I tell you a lot of my scams I'll actually suggest doing. You probably shouldn't do this one. This is not this is not a scam that I put my true reputation behind. But you should go listen to some of my other uh, podcasts because you can learn about the debit card scam, the prepaid debit card scam. You can learn about uh, the reservation scam. The airport scam. Look, there's a bunch of scams, and some of them are very practical. Now, what I think I'm going to do, maybe every few minutes, is maybe I'll check the chat, if, if this thing's even still running. My goal is to take a second phone that I have somewhere over here, and hopefully I can view the live in like a relative delay. It will kind of seem like one of those weird horror movies where you're watching yourself like fight, and then, you know, some guy kills me, and I'm like late to see it happen. But that's what my goal is, to eventually be able to 
you know, check the chat every once in a while because every single, every single TikTok live, like I'd mentioned the girl in her bedroom, it's just some person just draped up by the phone, just reading the chat like, oh, oh yeah, uh, my favorite color is green. Yeah. No, I don't know what Cincinnati's like. It's the most unentertaining batch of individuals I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I met a, um, I have very mixed emotions about TikTok. And if you wonder why I'm speaking into this, like you're hearing this. For the podcast, I need this, okay? This ain't going to cut it. So that's why I'm speaking into this. Um, but I have mixed emotions about TikTok. On one hand, I'm very happy that it genuinely seems to give creators a chance to be seen, to be seen by us. Because, you know, Instagram, they've clogged up the, val the valves, you know, like they do not allow content creators and i'm talking about content creators not somebody who shakes their ass and then takes a picture at the beach and says i uploaded content that's not a content creator it's somebody who went to the beach and took a picture because if that's the case my family has been content creators for decades we've we've always taken pictures at the beach i got a whole flip book of them so i can show you my flip book of content from 1997 so like i said and by the way you're going to notice i do tend to have the add like go out go left go right it's going to happen every once in a while, but sometimes or most of the time I can navigate it back to where I was trying to go. And I was trying to evaluate the positives and negatives of TikTok. At this moment, I have more positive to say. So I'm going to lead with that positive in that it gives you actual exposure. It gives you an actual chance to be seen by individuals uh, who, who maybe would be into your stuff. Like if people are into comedy, maybe they'll stumble across this. But I know like Instagram, they, they shut the valve on that. You see the same nine people on Instagram every single day. That They just shove that down your throat. So, look, I know you're probably not happy to have me here on TikTok at the moment. You're, you know, this is one of those guys. I'm sick of people like this saying, oh, we're lazy. Look, I actually don't care about you. I go to where the opportunity is. Okay? And I'm appreciative. Look, I'm not coming onto your lawn saying, oh, this sucks. No. I'm happy to be here. Okay? Uh, I'm just happy to be here. With that said... I'm an observational individual. I have an analytical mind. I'm always taking things. I'm looking at them, breaking them down. And at first glance, like I'm thrilled. I just posted a few videos and already at like 1,100 followers. Oh, you, you got to sell your kidneys, break up with your girlfriend. You have to make a deal with the devil to gain 1,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> that will naturally transition me to some of the things that, how about I say, find a little, I find a little peculiar on TikTok. Supposedly, the algorithm shows you exactly what you want to see. So I guess the things that I'm going to say to you maybe don't apply, but I have a feeling they apply. You see these videos of people on um, here on TikTok who, who go like, here's how you can grow your TikTok following to. Uh, and, and by the way, what, what's with the microphones two inches from the face? These people buy these these absurd microphones that are like this big. And then they just hover down like, here's how you can uh, here's how you can grow your TikTok following in uh, three easy steps called the, the uh, Kentucky Derby method. And all, all these silly little things like, you know, uh, cover your picture with 55 hashtags and then trick somebody into clicking it and then put a song all the way down to zero. And then, you know, say a prayer, do a dance. Never in any of those videos in zero of the how to grow your Instagram, how to grow your TikTok, how to grow your blank. Does anybody ever say, oh, <laughs> you know, make some entertaining stuff? Never. That every single how to grow your blank account should start and end the same way. Here's how to grow your TikTok account to gain a massive following. Oh, um, 
make entertaining stuff. That's my, I'm going to, I'm going to replay that one every single week. Here's how to grow your TikTok account in a very simple way. Um, create entertaining stuff. Okay. Don't walk around your bedroom showing us you, you folding the top drawer and then getting angry at commenters because you asked for commenters to start dictating the flow of the show and the conversation. Yeah. This is going to end up like chat roulette real quick. And if you don't know what that is, look it up, but don't look it up too deep because then you're going to be seeing some things you do not want to see. Woo! How's that for a start, baby? You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is, you know, look, I'm not going to start patting myself on the back like the well, actually, come on, this is Gen Z, right? Gen Z, well, we... There was a guy named Barry Horowitz. Nobody on this whole platform knows who Barry Horowitz is. He was in the WWE at the time. It was called the WWF. He walked in the ring. You know how everyone has a signature move? Like the rock would pop the eyebrow at you. His signature move... Here he comes, patting himself on the back. It was the Gen Z, but decades before, he patted himself on the back. Like if he did something good through a jab and it landed, he went... <laughs> he patted himself. So allow me to pat myself on the back for coming out here and actually, oh, you know, trying to say some words to put a chuckle on your face. Okay. I could be cleaning that wall right there. I could. And, and just look at the camera every once in a while and say, oh, uh, no, I've never been to, uh, no, I'm not a Kansas guy, but I'm not doing that. Okay. If you're just joining us, I don't know, by the way. I don't know if I have three people watching this right now, or maybe I'm going wild so much to the point. This is at 10,000 people. Uh, I've, I've made a whole fan base livid, and this is about to be broadcasted on Times Square because I'm just going off. Nobody knows. Nobody will ever know. But <laughs> if history is any indicator, uh, we're a lot closer to the two people range. But like I said, I dance like nobody's watching. Dance. So I was evaluating the things that you see on TikTok. Ah, uh, yes. The critiques, if you will. Like I said, happy to be getting this amount of exposure, despite me having zero. They, I had no followers. And they gave some of my videos a chance, so much to the point that I got to a thousand naturally and was able to put this live together. However, when I read some of the comments on some of the videos, it's different than Instagram. The average TikTok commenter is a level of incoherent that I have not even seen on Instagram. You almost wonder, like, this has to be a bot. This has to be about people do not speak English this way. Now, TikTok, it's very international, right? Maybe some of you people are watching this right now. And look, there's going to be there's going to be times I might insult you. That's just me. I insult myself a lot. But I uploaded a video, a dance from a 1989 movie called Kickboxer featuring John Claude Van Damme. OK, John Claude Van Damme. He did action movies in the 80s and 90s. So I uploaded a scene of him dancing. It's an infamous scene. It's so infamous that Conan O'Brien brought him onto his show and he reenacted it like two years ago. You can check out the clip on YouTube for yourself. So I uploaded that and then added the actual song from the movie. I kind of edited it. I always hate that word. The hardest word to say in the dictionary is edited. Say it home. Say, say it to yourself. Look at yourself and say edited. It's hard. Edited. Anyway. So I edited it, edited it. Wow. I edited 
it to the point where it wasn't just the original video. It was edited out of sequence. And I added the original music from the soundtrack. And it was one of those videos that cracks the algorithm that it actually, it starts suggesting to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So now I start reading the comments on there. Now this, remember, this is a 1989 film. Okay. Somebody comments like, wow, you look so great now. Wow, comma, you look so great now. It's a 1989 movie from, it's 30 years ago. How can, like, how can anybody, how can any, and look, if you're challenged, if you're slow, I'm sorry. You know, I don't, I can't see that through a screen, but how can any coherent person who's able to look at that video realize that's not live. It's not today. It's from the eighties. It looks the eighties. It is the eighties, the dance move of the eighties. And some person goes like, oh, wow, you look great. Yes, me. That's me. I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme in 1989 in the movie Kickboxer doing a world-famous dance. Another person comments, wow, damn Van looks great now. Damn it. So they don't even have his name correct. His name is out of sequence, and he looks great. What do you mean he looks great now? So you know who this guy is, yet you have some weird dyslexia problem where you flip the damn and the van. And then you say he looks great now. Like you can't, you can't have a standard functional brain and think that. So either I apologize for a whole slew of these people being challenged in some way, or TikTok has some weird thing going on where these are like half fake people. Either these is like the families from the hills have eyes, or these are some sort of bot things. Because a lot of them are the users. You know who I'm talking? You know those users, 7654829? A lot of them are users. So, yeah, I'm having an issue with the uh, with the audience. You know, you you rarely get that standard guy who just is like, oh, yo, I remember Van Damme from, uh, from Face Off, actually. Or not Face Off. He was in a hockey movie in the 90s. But but you don't you don't get that random per- you get these wacky comments that sound like they're from not real individuals. That's not a saying, but people who aren't real. So, you know how there's that standard, well, I guess you guys won't know this, but on Instagram there's like a standard formula. If a girl has 100,000 followers, you take that, you divide by 4, subtract another few hundred and then like that's their real followers. Like if a guy has a hundred followers, that's, that's like 4,000 in female. If, if you're a girl, you got a, you got a decent body. I don't know. Am I allowed to curse on these things? Uh, if you're a girl with a decent body, you start the Instagram starter pack comes, you sign up, you put your email, verify your email, and you start with 4,000 followers. That's the Instagram starter pack. If you're a relatively attractive girl, there was an old scene in American pie Two. <laughs> Where in American Pie 1, everybody was graduating from high school. They were high school seniors. They graduated. And then American Pie 2 was them coming back from their freshman year of college. So this was the summer after freshman year. And this high school couple, the guy tells his ex that he's been with around uh, around three people, I believe. And the girl says she's uh, only been with one guy and then there's this girl who has a conversation where she does the math like well when a guy tells you he's been with four that's really one and when a girl tells you she's been with one it's really four what when a girl tells you how many guys she slept with multiply it by three and that's the real number (laughs) guy tells you how many girls he's hooked up with it's not even close to that 
You take that number and divide it by three, then you get the real total. It's the same thing with follower counts, except the opposite. <sighs> you guys having fun like me? Anyway, speaking of guys and girls, there are a lot of relationship video. A, a lot of, uh, oh, you know what bothers me about girls, man? Or, oh, you know what sucks about guys, man? <laughs> there are a lot of those videos where, where, where people are instructing us what the right thing to do is in terms of looking for a guy, looking for a girl. The best is when you have like these people like angrily walking on the street. You know, this is like a girl summer. It's about me and thinking about me because it's about what I want. Who needs guys? Ladies, am I right? Yep. Because nothing spells I don't need guys and I'm not thinking about guys than going to TikTok in a frustrated fashion, ranting about not needing guys. Yep, they're definitely not on your mind. You're not thinking about being with guys at all. All right, uh, I'm ending that there. You're telling me I just ripped 25 minutes like it was done? Ladies and gentlemen, when you have a, a, a sick mind, when your mind does not work in a proper fashion, 25 minutes go by the max time that I have the max allotment is one hour and I just rip through 25 minutes without even checking if I'm actually live but like I told you I dance like nobody's watching I gotta dance dude remember before how I talked about uh if there were going to be a whole string of people watching or not many at all turns out like I said, like I predicted, uh, we got the predictable option. We got the zero viewers. That's an interesting, <laughs> wow. You know, actually saying zero viewers hurts more than no viewers. <laughs> so to all the nobodies out there, I would like to thank you for not showing up. I would, as I praise TikTok, I would like to thank them for suggesting this video to absolutely nobody. I guess I'm going to cut it off short because there is something that feels very weird, very weird about speaking into the abyss. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut this TikTok live short, and then I'm going to finish the podcast off to the side on my own. So it was... A pleasure getting acclimated with the TikTok live experience. At this point, I don't even know who I'm talking to other than myself, but I actually can do that. So, Andy, it was great listening to yourself. And maybe next time around, we'll have a few more viewers. Take it easy, nobody. We're off to finish this podcast. I don't know what song that is. So I guess this will be the podcast only part. It was a kind of trial and error. I wanted to see I wanted to see if I could take one of these things live and actually make it some sort of simulcast type podcast. And once I listen to it back, I'll know if it was garbage or if it was actually decent, but I don't know. If I had a larger audience in that TikTok live, I just ended it and it told me it told me there were 119 viewers, so I guess that's sporadically i guess they just suggest it to people and then they pop in and pop out and you know you have four seconds uh to g keep somebody's attention it's basically if they see some skin they stay if not you know on to the next one actually let's scrap tiktok because I've, I've talked about that quite a bit in the last month or so how about we we talk about something that i like to call the yelp 
conundrum. And this is something that I've dealt with uh, for years, for years. The Yelp conundrum, it doesn't have to be Yelp, but it is Yelp for the most part. The Yelp conundrum is whether or not you should have faith in the Yelp star review of a place that you're going out to. This doesn't really count for restaurants so much, although it does a little bit, but really in regards to when you're going out somewhere. Because I found that in my life, many of the best places, the hardest places to get into, like some of the places that if you are able to get into them or whatever, you'll have one of the craziest times ever. If you go and check the Yelp reviews of those places, it's always, almost every single time, two and a half stars and under. They always have negative review after negative review after negative review. And guess what those negative reviews usually say? Oh, the bouncer at the door and the doorman. Da, 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 da. It has nothing to do with the experience once they got in, it has to do with the fact that they probably couldn't get into a popular place and then tried to, I don't know, vent their frustrations by writing their awful Yelp review, which had no sort of effect on the business of the establishment. On that side, you have establishments that two and a half stars and under, so many of them, yet you go to them and you have the time of your life. That's so it doesn't equate. It makes sense because then when you check the bars that are four and a half stars on you, like it's almost five stars. You think I'm going to have the best time ever. You go there and it's some bar where you need a candle just to see two feet in front of you where there's people debating Harry Potter in the corner. And yet that has four and a half stars. It's the Yelp conundrum where the places you'd actually have a good time at, if you're looking for those good, good times, two and a half stars and under. The places that you could just literally, they may as well be in your living room, five stars. Yeah. My suggestion to those of you out there, if you're somebody and you're not in a place you're familiar with, when it comes to restaurants, sure, if you want to, but when it comes to bars and establishments, you do not trust the Yelpers because you also have... Think about the people who are writing reviews on bars. The people who you trust. Like, think about somebody you'd call right now if you needed to know a spot to have fun. Ask them how many Yelp reviews they've written on bars. How many? No. The people who are going to write Yelp review on bars are exactly who you would think. Okay? People who live on Twitter. The Twitter community is the same community as the Yelp community. A lot of crossover between Yelp and Twitter. Absolutely. Like now, you know, Instagram and TikTok have a lot of crossover. Like if you look in the bio, people will have their TikTok and then on, on TikTok, it will have their Instagram and vice versa. Yeah, well, the Twitter community and the Yelp community are one and the same, and that is called miserable. Oh, no. When I met Bear Grylls, he told me, yes, I met Bear Grylls and ate with him one time. I had lunch with him because he was shooting this pilot and I was standing in for one of uh, the performers on this. It was a reenactment pilot where Bear Grylls was going to show you how to survive in cities, which is <laughs> who would have thought that one wasn't going to get picked up. So anyway, I went to have lunch and he ended up 
sitting right next to me, and I remember, I remember saying it like, you know, bear, kind of seems a little weird. You just going up to the lunch line and grabbing lunch. You know, I expected this guy to go bat swatting, like in one of the episodes, like he had to go find a bat somewhere. And he really, by the way, Bear Grylls was the same in person as you would expect. Super friendly, cool, smiling, joking. He was a cool guy from what I remember, because it was a long time ago. Uh, And we we were talking about some of the episodes and he kind of said, and he said this on the show many times, one of the most important factors in determining your survival percentage is your ability to maintain your calm and your rationale and a positive disposition on things. It's a key cog when it comes to surviving. So basically what I took from that is that all of Twitter would crumble within two hours out in the wild. They are the most miserable group of people ever. You know what, guys? I think that's about it for me. I took a half hour crack at that TikTok. I don't know. I think it went well if people were watching. I don't know. I felt like it went fine. I wasn't sitting there thinking about things to say. 30 minutes went by before I even checked to see if people were watching. I don't know if I'll do it again. We will see. Thank you for coming back for another episode. Remember to subscribe to me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Francis on YouTube and Instagram, all that fun stuff. Suggest the show to whoever you know who might enjoy it. Give it the five stars. Do, do just anything. I don't know. Anything that might help. It's greatly appreciated. Still just trying to grow this slowly but surely, taking the, you know, the one brick at a time approach. Just coming out here, doing my thing. But thank you for joining as always. And I will be back next week. And I don't know if the Islanders will be <laughs> as well, but we'll see. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>